We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we are so lucky to be able to welcome in New York Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt. We sip on some scotchy scotch scotch and discuss golfing with Stanley Cup champions, what it's like to play for the team he hated growing up, and how he feels about the Red Sox most recent sign-stealing punishment. It is amazing content with a whole lot more. You do not want to miss this. Welcome on in to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are still working from home as you guys are right now. We're staying home to stay safe in the midst of a global pandemic. And we've been doing this for a couple weeks now. It's becoming our new norm, but we thought we want to be able to give you guys something fun, something to listen to, something to talk about while we're all trying to figure out how to spend our time. So I'm very excited to be able to welcome in this week's guest, who is none other than New York Yankees first baseman, Luke Voigt. Luke, you're coming to us from St. Louis. How are you doing? What's going on, my man? I'm doing good. Glad to be on the show. This should be a little fun hour. Um, but everything's good. Um, weird being at home. I haven't been at home during the springtime since I was a senior in high school. So I'm figuring out the world's a little different right now. But, you know, hopefully, you know, this thing's over with soon and I'm back up in New York playing. But everything's good here and just itching to get back on the field. So you're reintroducing yourself to your family at this point, figuring out what it's like at yeah. home during this time. Might want to move. I might move actually. I'm. I got too much family here. Yeah, right. It's driving it's, me crazy. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is what it's like during this time of the year. I'm usually on the road or or, or yeah, playing, exactly. but. As you know, as the moniker of the name is, it's Drinks with Banks. We have a drink. And so we've asked you, what do you want to drink today? I'm drinking Glenfiddich 15-year. Ooh, that looks nice. Well, I heard you wanted to drink Glenfiddich, so I've got not as good, but I got Glenfiddich 12 years. <laughs> so I've never had this before, but I usually like to drink what my guest drinks. So bottoms up. And what are Luke, what are we toasting to today? Cheers. Uh, good health to everybody, and hopefully this thing goes away. Yes, so, agreed. Cheers. cheers. Whew, that's nice. Ah, it's actually, yeah, that's really good. That's really smooth. It's like I usually drink my first time drinking. Um, we drink everything on this show. We've had yeah. beers to cocktails to espressos to whatever. Um, but it's great. It's it's a nice vehicle for me to just expense the booze that then I will drink later. So I've figured out like a great a great system for my job right now. But 
Um, like martinis or something. It's like we're actually at a bar. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you're kind of getting out of a free drink because if you were to come into studio we would make the drink for you bring it all in but you gotta you know whatever we're working from home so you're gonna have to bring your own but that being said we're in quarantine we still get to have a couple drinks do a little interview time and um you mentioned you're at home in st louis what is what is like a day in the life like for you these days you know, get up in the morning, make breakfast, and then I'll uh, work out. Um, and then over the last couple of weeks, I uh, the guy that owns the place where I hit at opened it up for me, so I've been able to hit, mm. and, you know, take ground ball. So working out for about two and two and a half hours, and then I'll go up and hit for about an hour and a half, and then come back and cut the grass and, you know, do stuff around the house, you know, just trying to keep myself busy and sane. Yeah, so what – we'll get into the baseball stuff in a second, but, like, what are the other things that you've sort of gotten to to experience? Like, whether it's – you mentioned cutting the grass, doing things around the house, but, like, different hobbies or TV shows, anything like that? Well, the golf courses are still open, so I'm trying to figure out my golf game. That's been, like, my biggest <laughs> – Dang, my wife's getting mad because I'm playing too much now, but I got I'm trying to get better at it. Um, but yeah, I've, we've planted bushes, we've mulched all the stuff I haven't done since I was in high school, and my dad used to make me do it. Um, it's 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 weird, but um, I'm trying to go for the best yard in the neighborhood. Um, so you know, I'm trimming it up, making sure it looks pretty, and uh, planted a tree too. So nice, kind of doing Missouri things. You know, being a little redneck, so doing outside stuff, but. Yeah, we're, I feel like we've watched every show on Netflix, <laughs> you know, Amazon Prime and Hulu so far because there's nothing else to do at nighttime. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's good to have some downtime with my wife and, you know, get, my dog gets to have a yard instead of stuck in a small apartment in New York. So she's the only one benefiting from this right now. Yeah, right. I mean, you'd be uh, I'm in a small one of those small apartments yeah. in New York that you mentioned. <laughs> so uh, I would definitely take a yard and a dog and uh, some sort of competition with my neighbors on my my tree growing and whatnot, because that sounds like a lot of fun. And you mentioned that you're trying to get your golf game better before our interview. You said that you've been playing with some St. Louis Blues. Well, one of them is former St. Louis Blues. But t- but tell me what what's been going on there with you guys. You know, obviously, I'm in Tampa for spring training, and that's, you know, uh, Pat Maroon, who's with Tampa Lightning, he was play for the Blues or whatever, St. Louis guy, too, you know, grew up 20 minutes from me. But um, we kind of connected down there, and, you know, when we got we, – we, we played golf. We actually played golf with John Daly down in Tampa, which was pretty fun. Wow. Um, super fun, actually. What was that like? Um, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> you can't explain how fun it was. But so we played golf down there a couple times, you know, went out a couple times together. You know, I hung out with some of his – the boys on the team and then we just kind of you know kept it going we came back up because we came back up at the same time because both our seasons got canceled so um yeah and then he took me up with a couple other blues players so we played golf with them and you know it's been a little fun competition with me and him and trying to you know take some of his money so it's good times i have to imagine i mean he wasn't with tampa last year but the moniker would be that they'd be pretty good on the golf course after having exited the playoffs yeah. so early so I mean, hockey players in general, though, are pretty, go- pretty good golfers, so that's got to be some stiff competition. Yeah, I mean, we're both, I don't know. We both kind of suck, but, you know, we're figuring it out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I had to learn to hit my drive straight. When I hit my drive straight, I'm good, but usually I'm trying to look for another ball. Well, time is on your side. Find it. And you've yeah. been able to hit balls further than those guys have in a ballpark, of which you haven't seen probably for yeah. a while. But we have to take a quick time out. But we're going to be back 
with a whole lot more with the Yankees first baseman, Luke Voigt. We are drinking and banking some nice yeah. Glenn Fittich scotch. We'll be back after this, guys. Yep. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Luke Voigt from the New York Yankees here with us today. And we are sipping on some nice scotch here. We're both in quarantine. We're both working from home. We're both trying to figure out this new reality. And Luke, we first of all, you were just asking me what my go-to drink is. I think that's a very weighted question. Like, it's very difficult. If you were to walk into a bar, say you could walk into a bar these days, what would be your go-to drink? Um... Vodka club with a lime. Okay, so like super, like that's like Basic. club Luke, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah back in the day, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like if I'm at a restaurant, I'll get a martini. Oh, okay. I love martinis. Um, I don't know, but like if I'm just like casually drinking, I don't know, I just vodka club. It's just easy. Yeah. Have you had bubbly yet? What's what, have, like what did you say? Bubbly, bu- bubbly like, like as in um, champagne? The Blue Blade commercials? No, like the, the <laughs> carbonated water. No heaven. You've seen those, right? Oh, okay. it's, no, it's it's club club water. Uh, club water, uh, like um, why can't I? I can't talk right now. Um, it's a scotch. Whatever, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, okay. So it's a club soda. It's a seltzer. Yeah, that sounds like an athlete drink. You know, if you you know skinny, you don't want skinny, skinny, skinny thoughts. Yeah. Skinny drink, skinny drink. Okay, I got to stay in shape. Um, no you were heavy. mentioning to us just kind of like what you're doing during this time. When everything changed, you guys were still in spring training. You're doing Grapefruit League, and you you're coming back from off season surgery. And it, you know, by all accounts, reading some interviews with you, you're feeling really good. You know, you're ready to rock. What is it like from your perspective when you're in this momentum, you have this, this feeling like you're ready to get back in the game and then everything stops. Yeah, that was what's really frustrating. Cause I, you know, I ended the year on a bad note last year and, you know, I didn't get to play in the playoffs and stuff, but you know, I had plenty of time to recover, you know, I had the three to four months in the off season and, you know, at the end of the day, like this might actually have been a good thing for me just to give myself some more recovery time. Just, But, you know, I did feel like I was myself before I got hurt when I was back in spring training. So it made me mentally feel a lot better. And physically, you know, I was, could run the bases without pain. I could work out without pain. And, you know, that's something I hadn't had for a long time. So it felt good and it sucked because a lot of guys were in good places and there was a lot of guys that had opportunities to make the team and, you know, they're having really good springs and it's, everything got ruined, man. And I feel bad for those guys, but, you know, hopefully this thing's over with and, you know, everyone will get a second chance of that. And, you know, we got a really good team and we really want to get back out there and, you know, play. So it's, Hopefully that's here in the next you know, month or so. Yeah, it is really odd because, um, as you mentioned, like people are, you know, these guys are trying to make the team or, or people are trying to solidify different positions and then everything ends. But for the Yankees, like you guys had a record number of injuries last year, but then even coming into the season, there was like a ton of guys going down early in a way, not to trivialize what we're going through at all, but like a silver lining would be for the Yankees that you get more time to get better. Like, number of guys are going to be back, and the season has even started, and you didn't have to feel the weight of those injuries. Yeah, correct. And, like, we'll get Giancarlo back and Judge back and Paxton back, who all, like, huge guys for us. So that was a good thing for them. But, you know, we have a lot of guys that we're going to be able to step up like they did last year and have a chance. So, um, 
you know, it's just a weird time. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it's nice having those guys back and hopefully we're all, you know, out there playing again. Cause I know, hell, I want to watch something at nighttime, you know, I'm tired yeah. of watching Netflix. I want to watch a sporting event or something. So, cause I'm a huge sports fan and all of assets. So we need, we need baseball back. We need hockey. We need the NBA. Yeah. And, you know, of course, football. So. It is odd. Okay, so you do mention you like watching sports at night. Have you had a chance to watch any of the Korean Baseball League? No, and I actually <laughs> saw that that first game that they broadcast, and there was a fire, so it got it got canceled because like the the smoke was going over the field. So it gets just this world is just I don't even know what's going on. It's nothing's going right. It is odd. It's it's like if you were to tell us if I was to tell you like four or five months ago, like we'd be here right now, you'd be like, no way, nope. I know. I, right? If you said that I saw a guy who got released or something, then I would be at home. So, but um, yeah, I guess hey, <laughs> you got to roll to punches, I guess. So you know what? Cheers. Mm -hmm. We'll make the most of it, right? Uh, uh, lemons out of lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. I'm not great with my analogies uh, or whatever that is. Had a couple of these. Yeah, at least liquor. Sales yeah, are up. yeah <laughs> liquor liquor sales are up and drinks with thinks is ratings are way up because everyone's everyone is drinking and thinking. Um, I was curious. We do a lot of conference calls, Zoom calls every day for our work. What do you guys do for the Yankees? Like, do you guys have like a check-in? Do you guys like gab over Zoom? How does it go? So we have one of our trainers. He'll text us. He does our daily check-in. So it's not every day, but he'll check us to make sure everything's going good. You know, feeling all right. Um, we had a Zoom call about two weeks ago with about I think about forty-three coaches, wow. coaches and players are on it. Um, Booney set that up, so that was that was good we got a bunch of guys that are running our Madden League, and it's fun. It gives us, uh, you know, another outlet. You know, it obviously takes an hour to play the game, so, you know, you get to talk to them about what's going on in their life. And, you know, obviously we have that text going out every day, and some of the guys are crazy about it and obsessed, and they're almost too good because this is our our third year doing it. We've been doing it for like a month, but, like, you know, we every we play every day, so the seasons have gone into our third season. And... Uh, I have not made the playoffs yet, and it's the two guys that are in it are the same two guys that are in it every year. So for the Super Bowl, so it's hard. And, and who, who's really Madden. good? Who are those two guys? It's Tommy Canley and Ben Heller. So two are pitchers, and they kick. I, I played Heller one time, and you beat me by like fifty-seven points. It, it was wow. it was over at halftime. I well, got, I guess this I is the time to get good at that, right? I know. But then I get yelled at because I'm playing too much, so it's a, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a catch-22, right? You're at home with your family, <laughs> then they're like, wait, you're here, go mow the lawn. You're like, no, I want to play Madden. Um, but you guys, exactly. like, it's so nice, though, that you get to still do that because it's almost like everyone's going through that, right? Like, with your coworkers or your friends, we're doing Zoom trivia. Like, have you guys done anything like that? We've done, not as a team, but, like, we've done a couple, like, happy hours with our friends and stuff that have been a lot of fun. That ended up turning into stuff like this where we have, you know, maybe a couple too many cocktails. But it's fun. It's good to see people's faces that you haven't seen in a while that you probably usually wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. Right. So it's, uh, it's, there's always, a, you know, a positive and, you know, even when the world's going crazy. Yeah, you're probably talking to your friends and family more than you ever have during this time. At least yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we were over at her, my wife's grandparents' place today, and like, I wouldn't have got to see them probably for like eight months, mm -hmm. you know. And I've seen them like six or seven times since we've been here, so it's it's small stuff like that. And she even mentioned that, so it's you know, um, 
it, I, I don't know. I, you know, obviously I want it to be over with, but you know, it's, it's good to have family with you at all times. Too. Yeah, no, it's, it's a silver lining. And, and I got to ask you, I mean, like for us in, in sports and media, whenever you get an update on your phone, uh, I'm, you know, I'm always like holding my breath, like, Oh, I wonder what this yeah. means. I wonder what that is. Like, what's this, what, what's the validity of all this? What's it like for you as an athlete? Like when you're waiting to, when you're waiting to find out what's going on, but you're also seeing like so many different things being mentioned in the media, it's got to feel, does it feel almost like the stop start? Like, does it feel unsettled in, in a way? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's something to talk about. I feel like, and it gives, I mean, there's been seven different things that have come out with baseball and when we're going to start new divisions, we're going to be in Florida, Arizona, wherever, playing Japan. I don't know. I don't know. So that's when you just got to, you know, rely on your agent, you know, and, you know, obviously talk to your, you know, coaches and obviously, you know, our, our we have a player rep who talks with our union. So they're, they're on top of it. And, you know, obviously we want best of our workout for best. Wow. Switched tongue already, but we want to work out for both of us. Obviously, you know, it's going to be a, a battle, but hopefully we get it out, you know, here soon. So how does that work? Like we got, we got to go to break in a second, but just, do you just sort of wait for your team to tell you what's up or do you like, do you read that stuff? Because I would, if I was in your position, I'd be so curious because yeah. we've never experienced this before. Like how do you go about doing, dealing with it? And we're getting daily updates. So we kind of know, I mean, and most of the guys are, you know, hitting and playing catch and throwing bullpens and, you know, staying in shape. Cause you know, it'll probably be a quick, quick notice, you know, they'll probably give us a couple of weeks and, you know, we got to get down there. It'll be a short spring training and then we'll got to get going. So guys got to be ready. So it's weird because usually, you know, you have like four months in the off season to get ready. You can build yourself up, but now it's, I think guys are just kind of maintaining from where they left from spring training and, you know, trying to stay in the best shape as possible for when we hit the ground running. Right. Like as soon as you get that, that green light ready to rock and roll and hopefully, yeah. you know, for everyone's sake, that will be, sooner rather than later, but all in the vein of making sure that we do this in the right way, stay safe, don't want anyone to uh, to suffer the consequences. But we have a whole lot more with Luke Voigt when we come back after this break. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're sipping on a little scotch. We hope you are, too. Cheers, cheers. Back to drinks with Banks. We are sipping on a little Glenfiddich scotch with the one and only New York Yankees first baseman, Cheers. Luke Voigt. Cheers. You are coming to us. I'll take just a little sip first. Mm. From St. Louis. Taking you a while to get that down. Right now. Yeah, you know what? It's going down smoother than it normally does, which is probably a bad sign. But I think that's just a testament to how much work I've been doing in the liquor cabinet during quarantine. And I think if you have a show that's about drinking got to step it up right when it matters most and luke uh, my segue to this here for you. before i forget i have to ask you have you ever met john voigt <laughs> you know it's funny my brother's name is john voigt right yes so you've met your brother but <laughs> have you ever met the actor john voigt that'd be pretty cool though because people always tag me on stuff on instagram saying like that either i'm luke skywalker or i'm john voigt's son because people actually thought i was john voigt's son for a while but really spelled differently so they people, did. Are, people are really good yeah yeah they, people uh social media is very creative in that regard have yeah. what's been maybe like the the weirdest or best reference that you've ever heard in terms of the john voigt luke voigt saga that he's like my real real dad and not my dad's not my real dad like weird stuff like that 
and it's funny because I'll get tagged and it'll be side by side and like people will put my picture and Nick's picture and like they'll point out like the same features that we have and it's like not even close but people have nothing else to do so no. you gotta love the internet you do and as you mentioned not even spelled the same but I love that I just that was the that's always the thing that comes to mind it's like I mean void is not a common last name right so even though it's spelled mm-hmm. differently but we mentioned the Korean baseball league it's very there's lots of personalities lots of bat flips all that kind of stuff I mentioned to you I'm from Toronto home of Joey Bats, not really technically, but of the bat flip. What do you think about, you know, just seeing all that kind of personality, maybe as more so as it pertains to like the Korean baseball league, but like, what do you think about kind of that, that kind of fun stuff? As in like bat flip? Yeah. It's like a little more like. They're a must. They're a must. I think there is a fine line between it, but I, I, if you hit a ball 480 feet, you can do whatever you want. Now I know Joey Bats did like the best one of all time. And, you know, it was a, was a, play, it was a playoff game too, wasn't it? Yes. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just when you when you hit a ball that good, it feels so good. You just want to sit back and stare at it and then give yourself a little bat flip. It's, it makes the fun game. I mean, like I saw a little kid on Instagram the other day. His dad was so excited because he hit a home run. And then he bat flips it at the end. It's just great. It makes the game so much cooler and just uh, – you may even miss the guys right now, just that camaraderie with the guys because they know it and to celebrate together and stuff like that. It's, it makes the game so much more entertaining. It does, and it, it makes it fun to watch. Have you ever either almost bat flipped or wanted to bat flip? Like, have you thought about that situation? Oh, bat flipped. You have? Okay. Take, yeah. What was that like? When? Where? It's a, when it's did a that good happen? Feeling. My first one was in the minors. I hit a walk-off against the kid on 4th of July, actually. And I think I threw the bat like 30 feet in the air. <laughs> Love it. And I stood back on it. And then it was actually funny. I think the kid hit me the next time I faced him like a month later. Mm, unwritten but rules. I was like, but I was like whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, had a, I, I won a game off you, so I'll take my bait. Right. Whatever. So then Flick it off. in that same vein, what if you saw uh, an opposing team and, and player bat flip? against your team how would you feel oh that's why i said it goes there's like a fine line because if it's a big game and it, and it matters a lot like in the playoffs now if it's you know 10 to 2 and the guy makes it 12 to 2 you know it's like bro like we're already getting our ass yeah. kicked. like you don't have to showboat it we get it so there's a there's a difference but you know if it's a walk-off you won the game so why not celebrate but you know i don't know and if you hit a ball really far you get to deserve to do whatever you want to because obviously the pitcher doesn't want that to happen so okay so ball really far in walk-offs means for bat flipping yeah. i hope if that i'm in the third deck off you then oh yeah yeah that's i mean it's fun it's it's almost like uh you know you mentioned playing golf with a lot of hockey players like there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on in hockey a little bit more so a little bit more you know some kind of like fun little hijinks on the ice i think that i think baseball at least from a viewer perspective could use a little bit of that i mean why not right i agree that flip the season that flip okay get it back so when the season comes back we all look forward to the luke void bad flip and we can reference Glenn Fittich drinks with Binks was sponsored sponsored by by, I love the free advertising Glenn Fittich there you go that's my gift to you during quarantine Uh, let's get back to some other stuff you guys with the Yankees you are living the dream Luke and in the offseason you guys were able to get Garrett Cole 
Uh, what was the reaction when you knew that this like elite pitcher was coming to your team? Uh, it was the best acquisition in baseball. Um, that's the one thing we obviously needed. Obviously, there's a lot of guys going down last year. We needed that workhorse, the top of the guy, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, he's he's everything that this team needed, and now we have. And it, and it sucks we lost Severino this year, but um, you know we have a lot of other guys that are going to step up and take that opportunity. But Garrett's uh, not only there as a physical presence, but he's there like as a friend, and he's really really smart so it's nice to hmm. bounce things off him and he's a guy that you can sit down and have a conversation with and it turns into an hour conversation talking about baseball and what he does and you know how his mind is set when he's in certain situations so it's it's uh it's an awesome presence i you know i'm excited you know i got to play, i only got to play with him one time in spring training because i was always on like the opposite opposite schedule he was but um I'm glad I don't have to face him anymore. He's yeah. good, and you know it'll be hopefully I get to play with him for a long time in New York. Yeah, I mean it's amazing that he's already had that impact on you in, in even just such a short time. You play for the Yankees, but for most people don't know what that's like. What's the biggest misconception for being a Bronx Bomber? Biggest misconception is everybody. You know, I grew up hating the Yankees. You know, obviously I was a Cardinals fan, and you know they always won, so you wanted to see someone else win, and once you get to be a part of it winning, it's it's the best feeling in the world. Um, they take care of you like no one else. And, you know, obviously every team's goal is to win, but there's just a different standard. You know, we, like, make the playoffs. We win 100 games. Like, that's nothing. We expect to win 120 games. So, uh, it's – I don't know. It, the guys in the clubhouse – are awesome. They're awesome leaders, and they obviously got that from guys like Jeter and Rivera um, and Andy Pennant and, and Bernie Williams, and now, like, that was passed on to, like, CeCe and Gardy when they were young, you know, and now CeCe's passing on, like, guys like Judge and, you know, John Carlo and Glaber to where we're keeping that same mentality over and over and over. So I don't really think the, – the misconception is don't hate winning because winning's everything, right? That's all you want to do in life is you want to win, whether that's playing blackjack you want to win more money or you want to, you know, build a bigger business, but um, don't hate on winning, especially when you play for the, you know, best sports team of all time, you know, with 27 championships. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, we have the best fans in baseball and they bring it, especially uh, when it's playoff time. Well, that is a unique vantage point as a Cardinals fan. You said that you hated the Yankees growing up, but yet you have this twinkle in your eye discussing being there and, and your times. So they've won you over clearly. Yeah. They won me over. So, they won me over in like the right when I got there. So it's it's been cool. Obviously, uh, I was a Cardinals fan growing up, and you know I'm from St. Louis. So and I got to make my debut with them and play with them. So it's you know I just love being a Yankee, and you know obviously I'll never forget where I came from though. But mm-hmm. bleed bleed pinstripes now. Ooh, baby. that's good. That's some I'm sure fighting words for the people in that household and beyond in in St. Louis. But all everybody's wearing Yankee gear now here, and everyone's like, why are you Yankee? Everyone's like, you know, you get people in, like, Nevada and Texas wearing Yankee stuff, and it's like, well, you know what? They got a reason hey, to. Yeah. And we're always on national TV, so they can watch. Yes, so. they can watch, and it's good to be a part of the guys that are winning. That is a great point that you mentioned. You want to be a part of the, the big wigs. Um, we got a lot more to get to with you. That's called trying to speak when you've had a couple of, couple of drinks. On Drinks with Binks with Luke Voigt. Guys, don't go anywhere. Welcome back. We're drinking and banking with 
Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt. We are obviously at home right now. Luke's got a similar schedule to everyone else where he's just on Netflix and mowing the lawn. Also, of course, still staying in shape, getting ready for when the green light goes to get back into the season. And I was curious, um, you know, Aaron Boone has been uh, a very interesting manager to watch for the Yankees. He's done so much in the time that he's been there. But he really caught the eye of a lot of people last year when he had a couple of fun phrases, you know, for lack of a better word. What is he like? Uh, And just for everyone's memory, it was blank, savages in the box, all that kind of stuff. What's he like as a player in person um, that maybe like we don't we don't know about him? He's probably my favorite manager I've ever played for. Um, he's there for you on a personal level and on a level to, like, you know, obviously motivate you. And, I, like, the best part about him is, like, I've always liked when managers call me out about stuff, and he's not afraid to, you know, call me out. And, you know, that usually comes with a bunch of other censored, you know, words. But um, I like that because, you know, I'm a perfectionist and when something's not going right and I do something wrong, when I do something skull-headed and thick-headed like I usually am, like he's going to be the first guy right after I do it, come up to me and go, what the hell are you doing? So what what so, in particular you know, has he called you out on? All right, I'll give you one. Like I uh, hit a ball down the line and at Yankee Stadium, like the, the wall is like jut out. So like it like popped off the wall, right? And went right to the left fielder. And, you know, I hit first base and I was like, shit but I kept going I tried to get you know the second base obviously get a double and you know I got thrown out and I literally didn't even want to go in the dugout because I know he's going to call me out so I walked down there you know obviously he's standing right by the helmet rack he waits he doesn't say anything and then he waits till I you know go back on defense and I come back out and he's like what the hell are you doing and I'm like yeah I thought I could get it you know I, I was feeling good that day and he's like no, we're not. This is not what we're doing. Like you don't, you don't do that shit here. So he um, and I could have probably said about fifteen more cuss words in it, and then they gone a little bit farther <laughs> with it. But he, um, you know, it's 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 worse when you know you're wrong, but then you get called out even on it. It makes it even worse, and then you, you just go have to go sit down and wait for your next time up, and hopefully hit a three run homer, and then he'll be happy and you know root for mm-hmm. you again. So. You still want to get on his bad side. Obviously. Okay, so he's a guy that you want to you want on your good side. Seems like a fun locker room, clubhouse type of guy, but then you don't want him kind of. Yeah, he's a he's a player's manager, so it's okay. Fun. Um, you guys last year had a record number of injuries. It was wild, just seeing, of course, you know, you adding your name to the list, but then to just have such a remarkable season and you know almost make it to the World Series from your vantage point yeah. being on the IR being like, sorry, you know, being on that other side, what was it like? Like from like when I was hurt and stuff? Yeah, like you see your team, like you're hurt and you're like watching the team like still do really well. What was that like for you? You know, obviously I had like a really good first half and then this thing popped up when we were in London and, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm I'm there for my guys. And when I found out, you know, in the second round of the playoffs that I wasn't going to be on the roster, like it was probably one of the most devastating things, you know, that you could hear or take, especially when all those guys, your guys, you want to be out there with them. You, you help them, you know, the whole season, but you know, I get it to business. It's hard. And I understand it that they wanted to, you know, keep it, you know, an extra pitcher instead of me. And, um, you know, it took me you know, like 15 minutes, you know, I, 
gave my two cents. Obviously very frustrated, but at the end of the day, I was out in the dugout and I wanted to be there for my guys. And, you know, as much as I'm a competitor and wanted to go out there and, you know, do my part, I got it. And, uh, you know, the best thing I could do in that situation is, you know, cheer them on from the dugout and, you know, be a, be there because, you know, those are my guys. And, you know, whether, you know, I'm playing or not on or off the field, you know, those are the guys you, you root for. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, be the best team that I could be. Yeah, I'm sure that that speaks volumes to the organization at the same time. And speaking of teammates, pivoting slightly, you mentioned to me that if we were talking golf before, but if you were to have a golf foursome without hesitation, you mentioned you wanted Aaron Hicks to golf with you if you're going yeah. to win the Masters. How come? Because he could be playing professional golf if he wasn't playing baseball. I've actually never seen him play, but I know he's. that's what I've heard from guys. So I, I don't really have like a, a status quo on that, but I've heard he's unbelievable from a lot of guys that have played with him. Like he's almost to the point he's too good that you don't want to play with because you're going to feel bad for yourself. So who would have thought Aaron Hicks potentially entering the Aaron tour Hicks. when uh, all is said and done? And but we did mention it does depend on if who is your golf force and if you want to win or if you want to have a good time. If you want to have a good time, yeah. who is it? Good time, uh, Jonathan Holder. Jonathan Holder, me, um, well, Austin Romine's not with us anymore, but he would be with on our team, and I'll go, I'll go CC. Okay. So it took you a while to figure out who you'd want to have a fun foursome with, so maybe that's, maybe it's just, that's just not really, like, the Yankees thing, like, crazy guys. It, it, no, it is. I'm just trying to think of like the best one possible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but you know, you've been with the Yankees since, uh, you know, midway through 2018. Who was a player that you've been around played with, or even just like that, you, that you've, that you've been associated with during this time that has had, uh, an impact on your life, whether that's on or off the field. I'd really never seen Aaron judge play before I got over to the Yankees and, and I knew he had an unbelievable year in 2018. Um, you know, should have won the MVP and everything. He's a guy that I've learned a lot from, like how to be a leader on and off the field, deal with media, you know, give back to the community. And it's it's not so much of what we've had. It's just how he goes about his business. Mm-hmm. And he's a true professional. And it's, you know, it's it's awesome to see guys like that because this is a very selfish sport, right? You, you're pretty much your own business. You, you know, your stats are what, you know, obviously carry you and make you money and, you know, make you all-star or, you know, obviously a Hall of Famer too. So, like, it's very individualized to where, like, you can find yourself, you know, in, um, in weird places. But he's the guy that, um, good or bad, he's always there for you. Um, and, you know, obviously his biggest thing is the win, and he's going to find every way possible to, to get me to play right, to get Glare to play right, DJ and everything. So it's, it's nice to have a guy like that in your team. So that's great. Okay. I mean, especially for somewhat of a, a younger guy, we got to go to break, but I'd be curious his advice on dealing with the media in old New York city, which I'm sure is just absolutely lovely to deal with. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. Media is fun. Especially when you have a bad game. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, okay. We'll get back to that. I know I have to go to break. It's really hard to be traffic cop when you're also sipping on a bit of scotch, but uh, we'll get back to that and a whole lot more with Luke Voigt, guys. Drinks with Biggs. Drinking scotch.
Welcome on back, guys. We are sipping on scotch on drinks with Binks with Yankees. Luke Voigt joining us, thankfully, so much during quarantine. It's great to get to know you. But uh, we were talking about dealing with the media, speaking of which, you're doing a show right now. And what is something that Aaron Judge has maybe told you about this situation? Like, you mentioned that he is kind of like given some hints or kind of like taking you guys under his belt. What is what has he said? The biggest thing is not even what he said. It's um, what Derek Jeter said. He goes, he's like, good or bad, as long as you give the media 10 to 15 minutes a day, you know, they, they won't really find a bad – and obviously they're going to write bad articles, but, like, they won't find a place to haunt you down and, like, you know, write anything bad about you. So it's just giving them the time. And sometimes you don't want to, and, you know, obviously you have a bad game, you have a good game, you know it's coming, but, like, it's – it's part of it. It's cool. You know, it gets your name out there more. It's, it's, it's big. It's, it's New York. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. And, um, you know, we get probably 25 to 30 reporters in, you know, our, in our clubhouse every day. So it's, it's almost impossible to avoid because, you know, someone's mm-hmm. going to find something um, about you to ask. So I, I, I don't mind it. You know, some guys hate it, but, um, it's part of your job, so you got to do it. So then if you were to give advice to someone who was coming into the locker room, like say I was joining the Yankees, and you're like, watch out, don't say X, Y, Z, what would, the, what would those things be? I would say the, the biggest thing is, like, don't make it selfish. And if, some, if they get – it's easy to find yourself talking about yourself because they're going to ask you questions about you, but, like, expand on that and say how good of a game that DJ LeMayhew had – you know, or a great a great play that was made. Like, you can always, like, the question that's asked, you can change it and make it about something else. So I would say, like, just always have your guard up. You know, obviously you, you might say some bad stuff here and there, but know you can always turn the conversation into something that is uh, a positive thing. Yeah, that's, it's answer the question that you want, it seems, with, with a yeah. lot of athletes. Um, and, and, but one of them, uh, I would say, is, like, if you go into the clubhouse after, like, say, like, some stories leaked or, like, someone says something, like, do guys sort of razz you at all? Like, what's the what's the culture like if, if, like, a story breaks or if something comes out about you guys? There's weird stuff, but, you know, a lot of our – we have a really good media guy named Jason Zillow, who's our guy that, you know, he's been doing it for 20 years. So he's been through the ringer of a lot of stuff that goes on with guys. But um, there's just certain things that, you know, we, we try to pull – each other to a side or you know maybe the leaders of the clubhouse will do is you know go up there and talk about certain things i mean because we've gone through a lot in the last you know a couple of years even with me being there and then i know they've gone through a lot in the past too just with you know how stuff gets leaked because you know we're the new york yankees so you know they're always going to try to find a way with you know obviously something off the field that, that you know obviously we can't control everything mm-hmm. we do and you know obviously we try to live a private life but it's you know it's kind of hard when you live in the city around a million people are like yeah. People, so. so what's that like? Like when you when you go outside, you're you're at your your house wherever you live. Like, do you have to really almost like disguise yourself? See, I like I I don't. I mean, I learned I can't take the subway anymore after like when I got traded <laughs> over in eighteen. But um, I I it's it's cool, and it's something that like you know only get for like a short amount of time. My my whole life, you know, getting recognized at a grocery store. or you know, walking down the street or whatever, it's cool. And I'll, I'll take the time to maybe sign something or take a picture with them. It's, it's, um, you know, it, it makes you being a baseball player and a human. But, you know, obviously I grew up, you know, rooting for football players and baseball players. And, 
when you meet someone when you're 10 or 12 years old, it's something you'll, you know, remember the rest of your life. So I always kind of remember that when, you know, maybe a kid comes up to me and wants an autograph. So That's a good cool. perspective. It feels like very Midwest to sort of remember that and, and, and be considerate. Lower, lower yes. No. Yeah. But I, I did read somewhere that you said you met Al, Al McKinnis in a grocery store when you were younger, and that had a profound effect on you, right? So Exactly. It's something and you always find your way when you're watching the Blues game. That was always rude for him to score a goal, so. Yeah, it does. It's it's interesting when you're a kid, especially it's huge. But um, pivoting a little bit, you know, we we're talking about the season. We're talking about sort of like the world we're in right now. Before all this ended, there were some of the biggest stories in the world that were going on, um, at least in baseball. Let's you know, kind of lessen the scope in terms of teams that you guys had faced before. Astros, Red Sox, but most importantly, like the Astros with the sign-stealing scandal. And in spring training, it felt as though, like, everyone was leaning into that. Like, people, you know, fans were, you know, banging the trash cans at every game, all this kind of stuff. But then now, there's no sports. And it kind of feels like we've all forgotten about it in a way. Like, it's just not at the forefront of our minds. We don't see the games. What do you think it's going to be like when we come back? Like, will people still remember that, or will it be like enough time has passed? No, I think people definitely remember it, for sure. I think it's just there's more important things in life that people are worried about, and obviously trying to stay safe and, you know, obviously do the social distancing part. But it was, uh, you know, a frustrating time in our game. It kind of put a damper on our game, but – the true baseball fans are always going to come back out and they'll remember. It doesn't matter if it was 1978 or 2019 or 2017. So it's, um, you know, it's frustrating for the game and, you know, hopefully it's passed. But um, baseball fans, especially in New York, will not ever give that point no. out. So. Especially having faced them in very pivotal games during this time. Recently, speaking of, you know, another team, Red Sox, punishment came down a couple weeks ago that seemingly was pretty light. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like, that's another team in that year that won the World Series. Correct. And, you know, obviously I don't know everything about it. I I wasn't here, you know, with the Yankees at that time either. But, you know, I know they were doing diligent work on them and trying to figure out what was going on. So, you know, obviously – I think people expected it to be a little bit more harsh. Um, you know, maybe this, you know, whole COVID thing added a, helped it a little bit, but, you know, I mean, obviously they fired a bunch of people and sort of the Astros, but, you know, obviously they have next year to come back. I know they, probably I was reading one. somewhere Buster only said that like these suspensions basically are still the same regardless of when the season comes back. So that's yeah, pretty good if you're the Astros and the Red Sox at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's weird. It is weird. I'll leave well, that is the media training that you've clearly learned from the Yankees <laughs> at this point. Uh, we got to take a quick time out. We'll be back with more with Luke Voigt uh, sipping on some scotch on drinks with things. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks with the Yankees. Luke Voigt, we've been having some scotch, and there's so many things I want to ask you about. We only have a, a short amount of time left, but we were talking about the sign-stealing scandal, which was, you know, really big. And and you guys, as people that are not implicated in this situation, you don't want to be the guy that says a quote. We mentioned this, but you also don't want to let cheaters off. 
when people say, oh, you know, this is a tipping point, this is a bigger thing than that this is a lot of clubs do this. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, it sucks and it's frustrating and it's a bunch of BS. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. It happens. You know, they gave out the punishment. Um, you know, a lot of guys are very, very frustrated and, you know, obviously it's going to be different when, when ball gets going, you know, it's how they get treated and I'm sure they're going to get booed in a lot of places. So, um, you know, hopefully MLB can put a damper on this, but they're also, you know, potentially maybe like taking, you know, our computers away, which we go down in, in the dugout and, you know, I want to look at maybe footage of my swing or like where the ball and strike was for that at bat. So it's also putting a damper on everyone else. And it's, it's, it sucks because a lot of guys use video, you know, further at bats and throughout the season of, you know, you know, something that they can go and look at, especially like a DH, like a DH is literally probably staring at footage the whole, the whole wow. game because, you know, they only literally play like 10 minutes of the game. So, it's it's it, it sucks, you know. You know, obviously we're all glad they got punished and they came out, but you know you can't change history. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it that's sucks. tough. Um, quick, uh, you know, just sort of quickly, but you guys, you know, after sort of some of the stuff comes out, do you sort of think like, oh yeah, I've, now looking back, like I have seen guys kind of like do some shady stuff. No, and there's a different way of baseball's always had you know, sign stealing, right? It's always, you know, the guys at second base maybe trying to steal a catcher's signs, right? That's been a part of the game since I was 12 years old. Um, it's been, um, and that's that's different. It's been like that since 1905 when they were playing. There's, all, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way of playing baseball and then there's a cheating way. And the Astros and the Red Sox went above and beyond with it. And, you know, they used what, you know, our future has and cameras and stuff to, to take it to their advantage. And it's, it's frustrating when there's, when those things are supposed to be to, you know, help us get better. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? It happens in every aspect of the world and every business. You know, there's always going to be cheaters. So, and, you know. Yep, someone that ruins it for the rest of us, right? That's tough. Yep. Um, changing topics entirely. I have two questions I really need to know the answer to. Uh, number one, what's what would be an analogy for your relation, the Yankees' relationship with the Mets? Subway Series. So, do you hate the Mets? Like, is that is it like is it like a animosity? No, no I did, no, and I got a couple of buddies that play on that team, so I don't. You know, it's obviously fun because it brings the city together every time we play, and you know, man, we could play in a World Series again someday, like. We, like they did, you know, a while back, but um, I got no okay. blood against the Mets. You like the Mets, but you don't like the Red Sox or the Astros? Okay, yeah. cool. Just make sure. I'll just write that down for later. Okay, um, and just the last one. Sorry, I know I have to go to break, but Ozark. Is Ozark like the show? Because I know you're in Missouri. Yeah, it's the Missouri show. It's it's unbelievable. If you guys haven't watched it, you guys check it out. Um, and there's going to be another season, too, so it's, uh, it leaves you on a suspenseful end to it so it sounds like you did might you be it? in Wait, did it? It i did i did i know maybe maybe i'm making a cameo in it we don't oh, know wouldn't that be Even great it's, it's, if you know it's filmed in georgia though so it's kind of frustrating. But. that's tough uh but yeah it's a wild show okay we gotta go to break i want to talk about more but we have to go uh we'll be back during some thanks after this hey 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. Hey guys, we've been having an awesome time on Drinks with Binks with the Yankees. Luke Voigt, who has just been giving us a ton of great stories during quarantine. And you can follow him on Twitter at LLVIII40 and Instagram, Luke Voigt. And Luke, as we finish off the rest of our scotch, we don't have a lot of time. Very, very quick. Give us one parting thought that fans can think about you with. What What do you want to say? Um, you know, I had a great time with you guys. Um... I don't know. Uh, I miss baseball just as much as everybody else does. You know, I want to watch something at the end of the day. And, you know, this was, I had a great time. You know, it's, it's showing that, you know, I like to drink scotch a lot, which is not a good thing. That's but, a great thing. Um, it, it, you know, it, it keeps the hits coming. So, but, um, you know, I want everybody to stay safe out there. This is crazy. You know, this social distancing is crazy. You know, but wear a mask when you go out. I wear a mask, um, you know, and we need to get this thing over with. So, we can get back to life. You know, a lot of people are hurting right now. So um, we need life to continue. And, you know, hopefully our government's doing the best they can do right now to get everything going. And stay safe. Cheers. cheers. And um, cheers to, you know, getting back to the world we used I to love know. it. Politician Luke Voigt, wear your mask, stay safe. And when you're not wearing your mask inside your home, make sure to have some scotch. Thank you so much for joining us, Luke Voigt. And you guys remember, you can check us out on YouTube, Fubo Sports, on Instagram, Fubo Sports, on Twitter, Fubo Sports. Stay safe, guys. Keep drinking and binking. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.